Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center. How are you today? Well, today, March the 8th, 2017, we're just thankful to be alive. We're thankful that God has brought us thus far, and we want to get in our word this evening and just share with you what thus says the Lord. Um, I'm going to talk to you today about our position in Christ, and we talk about many times who we are in Christ. Uh, I want to talk about wealth. I want to talk about provisions that God has for us. I want to talk about faith. In all, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, impossible, that means that in order for us to be where God wants us to be, in order for us to do what God wants us to do, it has to be by faith. It has to be by faith. Faith is believing something that doesn't exist. Faith is believing in someone who we can't see. Believe in God. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Faith is that evidence. Faith is that thing that says that what we're believing for is so. The Bible also says something about call those things that be not as though they are. Call those things that be not as though they are. That means that if my finances are not where they need to be, I call them into existence. If my bank account is low, I call it full. If I can't meet uh, my needs or there's something that I need, I call that thing as to what it should be as opposed to what it is. I don't say that I am broke. I say that I am blessed. I am blessed. I am more than a conqueror. I am the head, not the tail. Now, the problem with having faith with many of us has to do with the fact that we simply do not believe that we are worthy to receive what God has, in fact, promised us. We are not worthy to receive what God has, in fact, already promised us. Now, let's go to the scripture because the Bible says in Mark, the fourth chapter, that the word of God is a seed. Now, having faith has to do with taking the word of God, allowing it to work in us to produce faith because faith comes. Faith don't just happen. Faith comes. We are without it, and then it shows up. It's like the sun rises. The sun sets. The light switch turns the light on, and the light comes on. Faith comes. It shows up. When does it show up? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We hear the Word of God. We take the Word of God. We read it. We hear it. As we hear it and we meditate on it and we allow it to get down in our heart, as we saturate ourselves with it, as we continue in the word, then as we take the word and we read the word, then it will produce faith in our heart. The word of God is that seed that we put in our heart. 
And when we put that seed in our heart, it goes into our mind, and we meditate on it, we meditate on it, we meditate on it. It's just like taking medication. The doctor gives you a pill to take. You take that pill. You put it in your mouth. You take some water, and you swallow it. The the pill that you take will begin to dissolve. It will dissolve into your stomach. Your stomach will begin to absorb the medication that you've taken. As your stomach absorbs the medication that you've taken, then it will begin to go throughout your body by way of your bloodstream. Portions and 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 uh, portions of that medication will begin to get into your stomach. It will dissolve into your bloodstream, and as it get into your bloodstream, it begins to carry it throughout the portions of your body. As that medication come in contact with our nerves, with the blood taken to our nervous system, to those uh, parts of our body that will respond to that medication, as it reaches its destination, it will begin to have an impact on your physical body. As we take the Word of God and we read the Word of God, when we read the Word of God, it says in John, I think it's John, let's go to John. John says, above all things. John, it says, above all things. Let's just turn there and read it. And as we take the word of God and we read it and we read it and we read it again and we read it, what happens is this. The word of God, it is a seed. That seed began to germinate in our heart. It began to germinate in our heart. Now, this is the third epistle of John. The first, it's only one chapter. And the second verse, it says this, Beloved, that's us. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Even as thy soul prospers. How does our soul prosper? Our soul prosper by us taking the word of God, allowing and reading it and allowing it to be uh, uh, be attended to in our mind. In our mind, we meditate on it. Now, meditation is the opposite of worry. I don't have to explain very much to anyone about how we worry about something. You lay down with it on your mind. You wake up with it on your mind. You you go to sleep again on your mind. You work all day with it on your mind. You haven't paid your car note and you're worried about it. You meditate on it. You're just worried, oh, God, what am I going to do? You go to bed. You wake up. You look out the window see if the snatch man is coming to get your car. You worry. You worry. You go and you go and your body responds by getting all tense and all worry. Your stomach is in knots. That is worry. Meditation is the opposite of that. Meditation is the opposite of that in the sense that you have hope. You have hope because hope says that because I know that God is real, then there's a possibility that things are going to be okay. So hope says that, okay, things are going to be okay, so I can take this word. If I take this word and continue to uh Take this word and begin to uh, recite it. Take this word and be- continue to respond to it. As I begin to do that, then guess what? As the word goes down into my mind, I begin to meditate on it, and I think about it. I think about it this way. I take that word and I turn it over. I look underneath, over, around, everywhere. As I begin to do that, then that what that word says begins to get down in my heart. 
even if I don't understand it, it gets down into my heart. It gets down into my heart, and as it gets down into my heart, then it's not so impossible to believe that just maybe God's going to do what he says he's going to do. And we know our faith is beginning to work when we believe that now the impossible is possible. That's when we know that our faith begins to work. Because when you start out with this thing, your mind is going to be saying, that is impossible. Oh, that can't happen. And then as faith began to build, as it began to sprout up in the words out of the soul of your heart, as that faith began to move up, then all of a sudden you begin to think, oh, well, it might be. Well, you know, there might be a chance. Well, you know. And then your faith gets stronger. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that God is the God of his word. I know that God will do what he said he's going to do. So I believe in God for this. My faith has grown to this level. So I can believe God for this. I can believe God for my car payment now. I don't know where it's coming from, but I can believe God for because faith says that if I pray for anything, ask anything in his name, then he will give it to me. The Bible says I can take the faith, which is the side of a mustard seed, and I can move a mountain. I can command a mountain to go into the sea. And it can happen. Now that's faith. But the thing that hinders our faith sometimes is the fact that we don't feel that we are worthy. So let's just deal with that. We're not worthy. Let's deal with that. Let's go to Ephesians. Say that we're not worthy. We're not worthy of what God says. We, we, you know, God will do it for some people, but God is not going to do it for me. Okay, let's see what it says in Ephesians. Let's just go to some of these verses. Let's see. Okay, Ephesians, the first chapter in the second verse. Paul has announced that he's an apostle. And Paul comes back and he says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Who hath, that's past tense, who has blessed us with our spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That's who we are in Christ. And when you come to Jesus, I don't care what you have done. Every sin has been paid for, present, past, and future. Anything that you do today that's a sinful nature, the blood of Jesus already covers it. So just repent or stop doing it and keep moving because God is saying, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according as he has, verse 4, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, if we're going to be holy and without blame before God in love, how can he not do what we ask? Because when God sees us, he looks at us through the veil of the blood of his son, Jesus. There is no fault in Jesus. When he sees us through the blood, we are perfect. We are perfect. That's who we are in our spirit. We are perfect beings. We are perfect. Now, that means that in our, that's in our spirit, man. Now, in our physical body, we may be having challenges. But the real you lives in that body. The real you that lives in that body is perfect just as Jesus is. And when we accept the fact that God says that we are holy, when we accept that fact, then we are holy. And when you accept the fact that you are holy, you are perfect, you can come before God boldly. 
and make a request known to him, and he will answer. So that right there, just that scripture will tell us that we are worthy to come before God. Well, I just lied to my boss. I just cussed my boss out. Well, repent, stop doing it, and go on before God because he said that you are perfect. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has already covered that situation that you just dealt with. The blood of Jesus already covered it. So the Bible says this, there is therefore now no condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them, to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. We don't walk after the flesh. We walk after the Spirit. So therefore what we need, we have. God has already given it to us. So when you hear somebody saying, well, I'm the first and not the last, I'm the head and not the tail. Well, we need to know and understand what that's all about. It's about the fact that God wished that we would, let me read it. In John, let's go back to John. Let's just read what he said, beloved. 30 people of John, he says, beloved, that's us. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Even as thy soul prospers. And when your soul prospers, that's taking that word and going over and over and over with that word. The word's going over and over with that word. The word is going over and over with that word. You know, it's going over and over with that word. Let me tell you something. We are worthy to receive what God has. We are justified by faith, justified by our faith. If we have the faith, then we are justified by that faith. Justified means that just as if I have not done anything wrong. We are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in who? In what Jesus did on the cross. When we believe God, when we have faith, we are believing in what took place on the cross. We are saying that what Jesus did, hallelujah, what Jesus did, that is what, what? That is what we are believing for. We are believing in that. We are believing in the fact that what Jesus did, what Jesus did, that's what it's all about. It's about what Jesus did on the cross. What Jesus did on the cross. That's what we're having faith in. Everything that we believe is because of what Jesus did. What Jesus did. What Jesus did. We are justified. We have received all those things in heavenly places. That's what it says in Ephesians. Blessed be the God and Father. No, according as he, verse 4, according as he has chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted, in the beloved. He has made us accepted in the beloved. And verse 7 says this, in whom we have redemption. That's it, the redemption. We have redemption through his blood, through the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. 
We have redemption. Forgiveness of sin sins everything past, present, and future. Now that we know that we are forgiven, now that we know that we are worthy, now that we know that he called us even before the foundation of the world, now that we know that we've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, now we can go forth boldly before God and make a request unto him because we know that we are worthy, we know that we are, we are pleasing to God. All we got to do is go there and ask him what we want, what we need, and he will grant it. Be it unto you according to your faith. But it's based on you having faith in what Jesus did. That's why it is necessary to get in the word daily, to listen to the word daily, to accept a steady diet of the word day after day after day, to allow that word to grow in your heart, to allow that word to permeate throughout your body, just as the medication, just as you take a pill and it began to go throughout your blood system. Take that word and let it get down into your spirit, get down past your mind, get down to that part where the Bible says peace that surpasses all understanding, that peace that go beyond what you can phantom in your mind, that peace that goes beyond what you can understand, that peace that goes beyond your intellect. It's beyond what you can phantom. So what we are saying is this, as the word go beyond that, when you take the word of God, it will shoot past your mind. It will get down in your heart and it will produce faith. And you will believe that the impossible is possible because that's what faith is all about, making the impossible possible. For all things are possible through Christ. All things are possible. But you need the word in you to produce the faith in you to believe it so that you can pull it out of the supernatural into the natural. The Bible says on earth as it is in heaven. We live on earth, but our mindset and our heart should be focused on heaven because we live by heaven's rules, not by earthly rules. That's why we are not like everybody else. That's why the Bible said, come out from among them and be separated. Why? Because we live by a different rule than the people here on this earth. We live by heavenly principles. There's no lack in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. There's streets that are paved with gold. And we should act like we walk on streets of gold here on this earth because the Bible says, give us this day our daily bread on earth as it is in heaven. We are living by heavenly principles, and because we are, we can pull those things from that realm into this realm because that's what faith does. Faith snatches it out of the invisible into the visible. Now that we know that we're worthy, now that we know how to have faith, let's do it. Let's do this. Come on. The, 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 what is it? Just do it. Just do it. Take the word. Put it in your heart. Meditate on it. Day and night. Pray over it. Pray over it. Meditate on it. Read it. Listen to it. Chew on it. Do whatever. Just take the word and just believe God because it's the word that produces the faith. The word in you produces the faith. You don't have to try to mentally ascend to having faith. You don't have to try to squeeze your eyes and just 
getting all intense trying to produce faith. We don't have to do that. We don't act like we don't have to act like we are constipated trying to produce faith. All we have to do is just rest in Him. Take that word, put it off engine, just like jumping in the swimming pool and just giving up to the water, just floating on the water. Why? Because it is the word that does it. If you don't have any word, then you can't have any faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. How do you do that? By going to his word. As the word goes, as the word goes, as the word goes, so goes faith. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You have to make a decision that you are going to do what the word says. And what is that? Believe. Just believe. Read it, meditate on it, read it, meditate on it. Whatever God tells you to do, just do it. Whatever God tells you to do, just do it. What did Mary say to Jesus? They run out of wine. She says, whatever Jesus, guys, whatever Jesus tells you to do, just do it. Whatever Jesus tells you to do, just do it. Why? What did Mary say when the angel came to her talking about having a son? Be it unto you. Be it unto you. Hey, if you say so, I got you. If you say so, me having a child without having to be with a man, if you say so. That's what Mary said. That is faith. Faith. If that's what you say, that's faith. So what we need to understand is we need to get a steady diet of the word. We need to forsake not the assembly to come together with God's people so that iron can sharpen iron. We have these long range of Christians trying to believe God. They never come and be part of a fellowship. They never come together and pray. They never come together to study. They never come together to build each other up or to be built up or to build somebody else up and expect that they can be a long range of Christians that can just get it done on your own. Well, in order to believe God, God, you need reinforcement. We need to, to to help one another grow in grace. And we do that when we come together to worship, when we come together to study the word, when we come together to just acknowledge God, when we come together and give a testimony, a test for every testimony as to the goodness of God is prophetic because if he did it for one, he will do it for another. If he did it for me, he will do it for you. So when I give a testimony of the goodness of God, it builds my faith so that I can believe and receive what God has for me. That's what it's all about. I have made a decision as a pastor, as a teacher, look, if people have all of these needs, if they are lacking, and most people, the thing they're going to need the most is Money, because they can't pay their bills, they can't do this, they can't do that, or they need some healing in their body. If we can't get our needs met, there's no need of preaching about anything else. Because really, to be frank with you, there is nothing else. What else is there? God wants to meet our needs. He wants to build the kingdom. He wants to introduce himself to the world. He wants to redeem this world back to him. And if the body of Christ cannot pay their bills, cannot get their needs met, who want, of the world wants to be a part of that? 
Who wants to be a part of a broke-down, broke-busted, disgusted Christian? Yes, this is a prosperity message. God wants to prosper earth so prosper us so that he can continue to expand his kingdom. It was Adam's duty to go into the Garden of Eden and expand the Garden of Eden throughout the whole world. That was his job. That was his duty. He was to take that blueprint that he had in the garden and take it throughout the world, the whole earth, where we know what happened to him. But Jesus came and restored back to us what we lost in the Garden of Eden. And all we have to do is to take his word and pick up where Adam left off and go redeem this world back to us. Let's redeem it back. Let's go get it. Let's redeem this world back to us. Amen. Thus saith the word of God. In all thy ways acknowledge him and him, and he will direct your path. As you begin to pray, as you begin to pray in the spirit and speak in the tongue, to begin to pray before the Lord, the Lord will give you instructions. He will begin to tell you how to solve this, how to process this, how to start this business, how to get money here, how to get money here. Jesus will begin to give you answers to all of the problems that you have. As he began to speak, do what he says. Learn how to be a giver. Learn how to sow seeds. Learn how to help somebody else. Even though you might be struggling yourself, find some kind of way to sow into somebody's life because when you begin to do that, it builds something in you that will allow you to receive from God, receive from other people. God uses us. The Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. We need faith enough in us to go to those people who have the wealth that's been there for us, to ask them for it. That's what the children of Israel did. As they left Egypt, they went and they borrowed from the Egyptians all the gold, or they went to them and requested it. And God put it in the Egyptian heart to just give it to them. Hey, give me some gold. Give me your gold. Give me this. They took all the treasure away from Egypt when they left. They took it with them. And we can go to the world right now and request, hey, I can use this, I can can use this. Make a request. Why don't we do it? Because, first of all, we don't know what the word says. Secondly, we are not bold enough. We don't believe that it will happen. Therefore, it won't happen if you never step out and try. Healing is sick, raising the dead, casting out demons, and believing God for a unlimited resource to continue to build the kingdom of God. To build the kingdom of God. That's what this is about. Yes, it's a prosperity message. You're tired of being broke? Get in the Word. You're tired of being sick? Get in the Word. Find somewhere to go to fellowship. We at Grace Through Faith Worship Center, one thing that we don't, is not hurting from is lack. God is providing. And not only is he providing for us, we are teaching other people to help him provide for them. In a big way. Not just living from paycheck to paycheck, but learning how to believe God for your resources. How to believe God for more than enough. So that you can continue to help in the building of the kingdom. 
building of the kingdom. That's what God is looking for. Not a bunch of people that have been around church all these years and still not walking in the word, still not trusting God, still not having faith. Faithless Christians. Well, that day is over. It's time to have faith in God. Is there anything too hard for heart for God? No, it's not. No, it's not. And we will continue this next week. It's Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center, 4857 Glendale Road. Every Sunday, 930 a.m., we are there teaching the Word of God. Every Wednesday, 7 to 730, right here, we're teaching the Word of God. We're believing God. We're believing God for the impossible. We are believing God for the impossible. Amen? For the impossible. Until next time, this is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center, saying good evening, everybody, and we will see you next time. So, look, tune in, spread the word, take this word that you've just heard and, and spread it, get it out there. But, look, we're believing God. We're believing God. The day is out for us to go with lack. That day is out. That day is over. Grace Through Faith Worship Center at gmail.com. GTF Worship Center. G-T-F-C-E-N-T-R. No, G-T-F-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-C-E-N-T-E-R at gmail.com. Pastor Ted Payton saying good evening, everybody. Till next time, be blessed. Bye now.